This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello and welcome to the DJ Force X podcast. We are on episode 79. We are closing in on those triple digits, uh, but this is going to be my last show in a couple of weeks. Uh, for a couple of weeks, I should say, uh, due to me moving back to England. Uh, I am heading back uh, in about a week and a half from recording this. Um, yeah, I'm heading back to uh, sort of the London-ish area uh, where I was from before. Uh, Surrey is more specific on that front. Um, but yeah, once I get up and running there, the podcast will continue. Uh, I've got to try and sort out some more f- uh, interviews from that side of the pond because uh, that's where I've been getting them mostly from. I guarantee when I get back there, it'll just be American bands after that. Um, but, you know, I digress. Uh, we are we are continuing along with this. I have a special guest this week. Uh, let's bring up to date. Uh, I have Jay. Uh, he is one of the founding members of Public Service Broadcasting. They are kind of an instrumental, experimental audio experience um i suppose is the sort of best way of doing because they incorporate a lot of kind of musical styles kind of rock music electronic music uh but we're laden with with samples from uh service broadcasts and stuff like that and news outlets and you know archive footage and whatnot and they've got a new album out or coming out in july the 7th uh called every valley it's available by play it again sam records so it'll be out digitally and physically um around the world and um yeah it's uh like i said it's called every valley and it's it's basically the concept of it is the rise and fall of the uh mining industry in south wales uh which you may think off the top of your head why uh or how random um but it it works it's um it's it's just a story it's a concept album about this particular subject uh and the message from it actually will span into a lot of things going on right now as much as it did back in I think the 30s, 40s, 50s, all that kind of stuff. So um, they've got some special guests on the album as well. You can hear that in the interview. We'll go over those. Um, and yeah, uh, do check it out. I, 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 I'm, I'm very passionate about the people that I speak to. Uh, in these um, interviews, I don't just take them because they're there or because they've got hundreds of thousands of followers or anything. I never, never pick a band or anything like that. I pick them because their music speaks to me. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm very passionate about music is a big part of my life, being a DJ, being a musician, uh, all that kind of stuff incorporated. And, um, yeah, this lot, I'm new to this band. Um, I'd only recently discovered them due to this, this new album. Um, and, uh, yeah, it totally surprised me because it's something I would have latched onto if I'd heard them sooner. Um, watching their live performance, um, at Brixton Academy via, via video feed, um, was, it was mesmerizing. I wish I was there. It was just kind of um, a lot of stage, like like an oral experience, like I'm going to say in the interview as well, but the sonic sounds, the visual effects, um, and just, just you know, three go- three or four guys on stage having fun, you know, um, and it just, it just works. It's fantastic. Uh, but yes, um, yeah, uh, thank you, everyone who's downloaded the show, who's supported me here in Florida. Uh, I'm looking to go for the uh, Creative Loafing nomination again, like I did last year, because technically I'm still in Tampa, and their nominations close, I think, 
in the next couple of days of recording this um but if i have made it then obviously i'm up for voting uh for that but i'll take whenever that happens we'll 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 go to that but yes uh, i've enjoyed my time here uh like i said i want to thank everyone local like area support uh like cypher machine a couple of the promoters who have been fantastic in letting me access to the shows um and yeah just state theater you're my favorite venue around here um uh the local 662 which unfortunately is closing uh all these venues janice live was one of the first places i went to to see a live show here uh in fact it was the deftones that i saw there uh and it's like a small outdoor venue it was bizarre yet fantastic because seeing the deftones after seeing them in huge arena shows in the uk seeing them in a more intimate setting from when i first saw them back at the astoria days uh was fantastic and then i saw bands like the arctic monkeys there as well when they were kind of trying to break over here um and it was great that's a great venue but state theater i've hit a lot of bands there fozzy andrew wk um uh, cypher machine skin dread they all came over here they all played that venue uh and yeah uh it's been a fantastic time here and obviously all my colleagues at work and everything as well that i've been doing here um are great as well but um yeah i just wanted to thank the music community for embracing and supporting and the the scene around here uh is something i haven't seen <laughs> in a long time from a scene music scene um and uh yeah the proper kind of like bands banding together and uh selling tickets together trying to help like when they have national acts come through selling tickets for those shows and just being supportive of each other there's very little like bitching and rivalry which i've seen corrupt so many like local like good local scenes that have kind of come through and and you know died because of it generally but in this case uh around here it's very vibrant and i hope to bring that attitude back to the uk of trying to promote a scene getting a bunch of bands together of different genres different ilks different attitudes and and making them making it work you know because that that's how bands survive you've got to elevate each other you can't elevate yourselves um you've got to you've got to climb with the rest of them and you've got to help bands climb you know it's all it's all a team effort when it comes to it um and then it all pays off in the end as well because you know once you get a little bit of notice in that area then a lot of people start noticing that area and then bands can go off on their journeys as they are uh as they want to do at that point but anyway i'm rambling on here and you're here to listen to jay from public service broadcasting um but yeah that was just for me saying thank you guys and uh yeah so this is going to be it for a couple of weeks but i will be back uh check out my radio shows on totalrock.com i've got two on there i've got crossing the streams on tuesday nights at 11 p.m uk time and then sundays which is uh dj force x in conversation where i air these interviews with the music um that is 6 p.m uk time as well but for my u.s counterparts crossing the streams does air on full freak that's f-u-l-l f-r-e-q radio.com uh every saturday at 8 p.m eastern time uh and also the mix.fm that's m-i-x-x.fm at 11 p.m eastern time on saturday nights that's crossing the streams at those times you can work out your local area time from the eastern time so if you're central or if you're um pacific you can work that out on that front but they've uh, they've got an app uh, full frequency got an app free app on the app store for android and ios uh, also tune in radio you can hear them both on that particular app which is a free radio app uh check that out it's available on all formats it's also available as um a web browser as well not a web browser but it's online at tunein.com um 
but yes again thank you i love you and yeah this is jay from public service broadcasting enjoy doing i am well thanks how are you yeah i'm good thank you i'm good i'm good thank you first up thank you for doing this um oh thanks for asking yeah no worries i appreciate your time uh and everything so um yeah we'll just we'll just go into a couple of questions that's all right yep no problems cool so um i'd like to welcome jay uh he is the one of the founding members of uh public service broadcasting uh, a band out of the uk uh they're just about to release their third album is that right third album Yep. Yeah, cool. Called uh, Every Valley is out on July 7th on Play It Again Sam Recordings. Uh, yeah, welcome, Jay. Thank you, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, just for the benefit, because a lot of my listener base, obviously, you hear from my accent, I am English from England, um, but a lot of my listener base are from the States. So I was wondering if I could just get a, just a brief background on the band itself. Yeah, well, we've been going for, um, in various guises, for about eight or nine years now. Um Starting off as just a solo project where I was using kind of speech samples cobbled together from public domain stuff and uh, BFI stuff mm -hmm. uh, to sort of tack on to instrumental kind of rock electronic music to um, to now where we're much more of a kind of solid three-piece band and uh, the, the actual kind of the, the speech samples and the bits of archive that we're using are much more central to to the albums that we're writing and sort of to trying to tell a story with them. Yes, no, I mean, definitely with your with your forthcoming album, um, I noticed that it does have a, a running theme on it of the, the coal mining industry in uh, Wales, specifically. Um, yes, that's correct. How, how did that idea come about? Because it's, um, I mean, just, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's random, but it's, it's also very interesting. So where did that idea come from? Well, it came from, um, you know, because of the way we work, uh, we have to be relatively pragmatic about you know, if we want to write about a subject, does the uh, does the material exist, and can we actually get hold of it to use it? Mm. And uh, in this case, we knew that the BFI had a whole load of mining uh, material, and it just seems to me like an interesting kind of step off the road that we seem to be on with the race of space and kind of carrying on in that vein. You know, I didn't want it to become predictable or or um, you know, kind of keep writing about the same kind of subjects. So yeah. it seemed like an interesting way to go about it, and the more research i did about the subjects and the more i kind of got stuck into the stuff surrounding the strike in the 80s here in the uk um it just it the idea of centering it on one community really started to appeal in south wales in particular because of the strength of the community there and and just the sort of the geographical peculiarities of the region it just it really it started to to make sense as an album and I, I, yeah it, it does seem like a slightly you know random choice i guess but it's it's a story that just grabbed hold of me and wouldn't really let go yeah i mean i've heard i've heard a couple of tracks from that album so far i heard progress and um they gave me a lamp when you had uh is it haiku salute uh as the guest mm. on that particular track both fantastic tracks and and obviously once reading up a bit more about you guys and 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 finding out the sort of the, the concept for this forthcoming album it it made sense to me <laughs> at that point because i didn't look anything up before yeah. listening to them but no that's a, i mean it's a fantastic idea um on that on like just the concept alone um is is great so how does the uh writing process for that start i mean do you, do you go through these archives of, of interviews and audio sound bites and then just build the music around them or do you already have a kind of a 
an idea of how how the music's going to be? Well, I think first and foremost, I've got an idea of, of the structure of the album. So I've got an idea that, that you know, I want to write songs starting from A and ending up at B, and, and they've got to take in these various subjects. So that's kind of like the basic research of, you know, reading some books or, or watching some documentaries or, you know, anything that goes into basic research on any project, really. So that's kind of there as the framework anyway. And then you've got, you know, I've, I've, most musicians will have this probably, but they've got a little bank of kind of ideas that they've been mucking around with or this little riff emerged then or that little kind of keyboard thing happened then. Mm. And, um, you know, you're just kind of mentally matching that up as, you, as you're going through archive material. You're mentally matching up with subjects. And with a song like Progress, you know, I was going through the archive I knew I wanted to write a song about mechanization, about man and machines and kind of, you know, the question of what progress really is. And, um, you know, anything about about those subjects, as soon as it came up, I'd write it down and kind of, you know, make extensive notes. And then, you know, the samples always go on late in the day, whether or not I found them early or not, they always go on pretty much last. It's, it's about kind of getting the musical ideas right before yeah. you kind of start kind of sprinkling the samples on. Cool. And on this album in particular, you've got a couple of guests joining. Obviously, we already mentioned one of them, um, Haiku Salute, uh, who are kind of a electronic folk trio. Is that an accurate description of? I think as far as any, any description of any music, yeah, I'm terrible <laughs> for it. So, yeah, that's, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, no, that's all good. And you've got, um, who else you got? You've got James Dean Bradfield guesting on the album, uh, mm. Manic Street Preachers fame, and very big Wales yes. person as well, Welsh person. Um <laughs> not literally yeah no, no. um is um is he guesting as a vocal or is it more an instrumental uh guest that he's on there for no he's he's singing he's uh we adapted some words from an idris davis poem from the 30s mm-hmm. which are un- uncannily applied to to the situation in the 80s and even to now actually um and he's he's singing you know he he kind of came up with a melody for them and, and matched it to a song that we'd written and it's very much a collaboration, that song. And, um, yeah, I think it just, working with more singers on this album, it just kind of gave us a bit more adaptability and flexibility to kind of try different things and, and try telling the story in a different way. And, you know, to be able to, to use a poem in that way is not something we'd be able to do with just straightforward archive, I don't think. Yeah. So it was just, you know, it's an interesting way of approaching a different way of working. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's one of your first sort of times you've had guest vocalists on your material, isn't it, as well? Yeah, we'd worked with Smoke Fairies on the last album, yeah. um, and you know we'd had choir and and you know various singers before that as well. But, okay. but yeah, I think that they're, they're definitely a, unquestionably a, a more central part of this album. Cool, excellent, excellent. So um, I mean, on from that, the the your live show. Now I've I've uh, been able to watch um your Brixton show actually, the one you recorded for a DVD. Um, last was it last year? It was last year. Um, and yeah, it, like having that kind of like um kind of what's the word i'm looking for kind of oral presence uh where it's kind of like you've got this obviously the sonic of the 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 music and then you've got the visuals as well how how does that how do you plan that live show out is that something you do on your own or do you have a a team with you like collaborative effort with a with a bunch of sort of like visual artists uh, we've got our visual artist and set designer mr b who who came up with for the brixton show you know he he built us the um the Sputnik that we had, which is kind of like a rising LED version of Sputnik that we could kind of put messages across and had a little screen on it. And he, uh, you know, he had kind of hung the star field effect where it's kind of, uh, you know, lots and lots of fairy lights basically hung at great height and mm. uh, controlled individually so you can kind of make them twinkle like, like a star field when the house lights are off. 
Um, so we're kind of constantly, you know, batting around ideas for production in, in that respect. Um, and in terms of, you know, dismantling the songs on record and working out how it's going to work live, me and uh, and Rigglesworth, the drummer, and Jeff Abraham, the, the bass slash keyboardist slash percussionist, you know, mm. we're, we're always kind of talking about maybe you could do this, maybe I could do that, we could loop that, change that, you play that, do this, control that, and, you know, trying to make it as as interesting and musically engaging as possible, really. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking with your sort of, like, live sound, is there much room for, um, obviously, like on-the-spot improvisation, um, purely because obviously I know you kind of ride sort of various samples and things like that, and they're obviously timed. Uh, do you have that sort of flexibility within your sets? I think as much as any band, you know, could probably not just stick an extra verse in off the cuff. You know, there are certain places where where we do have to hit a certain mark for a certain sample to work, and there are other places where we do, you know, we do leave room for spontaneity and change and and these songs change over time playing them every night anyway because you're always yeah. trying little things and adding things and taking things out and you know it's it's a kind of constant evolution really um there, there is there's a couple of moments uh you know like the end of lit up at that Brixton concert where you know it's just totally totally off the rails as it were and and it's, it's a really kind of it's nice to get those moments into the set and and you know get that kind of more spontaneous human performance in there as well as having the you know the really strong effect of having music sync to video and sync to kind of speech samples yeah cool cool so when it when it comes to playing live as well um how do you select obviously you've got three albums now um how do you select your songs do you play them kind of like uh the consecutive order so one album another album or you know an entire album in one go no, or no. Do, you, do you like try and mix them up I, yeah I don't think I'd I don't think I'd ever be up there really we've been asked to do the race of space twice in full so it's so we have you know and yeah. and um they were they were really interesting and, and really fun shows, but I, you know, in the actual concert setting, I think we're no different to any other band. Really, we just mix and match songs from different albums, and you know, it, it might seem on paper as if it's a bit kind of random or scattershot, but but you know, it would be the same with any other band and any band addressing that subject, other than you know, a hundred love songs or something. You know, yeah. bands do jump around in sets. There are changes of tone and pace and subject, and. I think that's a good thing, and you can kind of you can almost use that to your advantage in a way once you get used to doing that. Yeah, no, I mean, I could with your guys with your music. Um, I was just sort of curious how that works. Obviously, you have stories running through your albums, and just where whereabouts you would entwine them with your other material and things. So just kind of making it, but as you said, it's like any other band. You kind of like you, you structure your set to the way you kind of feel that it's going to go up, going to go down, you know, and move the crowd with you. So cool. Yeah, cool. Exactly. Um, so I've got a couple of questions left for you, Jay, um, if that's cool. Um, I just want to get a couple of things more about yourself. Um, what is sort of, kind of on-the-spot question, <laughs> what three albums influenced you while squaring up? What kind of made you the musician and person that you are today? Um, I, I, probably quite a cheesy one, but one that I'm unashamed about is, is uh, Nick Kershaw, The Riddle. Uh, I just That's one of my <laughs> earliest musical memories is... Uh, yeah, I was listening to that in the back of the car because my dad would play it quite a lot. And um, yeah, he was a really interesting songwriter, I think. I think because he kind of came with a sort of teen pop tag to him, I don't think he necessarily got the, the credit or the respect he deserved for what were really kind of quite offbeat and peculiar pop songs that he was writing at the time. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, they still stand up today. Uh, otherwise, I mean, the, the big one that kind of blew up my sort of teenage years was definitely maybe, def- you know, yeah. Um, it was it was just kind of that's the album that made made me sort of gravitate towards the guitar and start wanting to you know be in a band. Um, 
and uh, the Holy Bible by the Manics, you know, that was the other one, the big kind of one growing up. I yeah. mean, there's been hundreds of albums since then, but those are those are three, three you know, cornerstones, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, working with James Dean Bradfield must have been a must have been a massive moment for you. Then that was one of your. Yeah, I still struggle to believe it actually happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I was struggling to keep it together while he was while he was doing vocal takes. You know, I was trying to produce him, and, and you know, not that he needed much production because he's he's incredible. But you know, trying yeah. to just suggest maybe we do this, maybe try that. Uh, it was hard to concentrate because I just kept thinking, you know, he's singing on, on one of your songs, and then just had to give myself like a slap around the face and just be like, <laughs> he he just wants to be treated like any other musician because yeah. I know he does because you know he's a very kind of straight straight ahead and sort of down-to-earth guy. Mm. Um, and, you know, tr- you should treat him with that respect, really. So I managed to sort it out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I still can't quite believe it, that it came off. Excellent, excellent. That's all good. Um, so uh, do you have any hobbies away from your music? So when you're not writing and performing, what... Do you know, that's a good question. That is a good question, because I think I probably have what a lot of people in music have, which is where music is their hobby. Um and then if you're lucky enough to start doing that for your living, then you kind of don't really have a hobby anymore. And it leaves you in this strange place where the thing that you used to do to relax and for pleasure, you know, it, it has has changed slightly. And it's, it leaves you in a slightly weird position of, you know, not wanting to pick up the guitar at the end of the day because, you know, you've been doing that for a fair chunk of it anyway. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I've been trying to get into gardening a bit. Okay. But um, <laughs> it's, it's hard work. Yes. It's... Uh, I don't think I'm very good at it. <laughs> I need to do a lot more of it, basically. It, it is difficult. It Being is. away on tour isn't so good for that either. No, there you go. no, it does need uh, almost constant attention as well. So, <laughs> all good. Yeah. So, um, what are, what are the plans for the band? Actually, I forgot to breach that. Um, have you got guys got a tour coming up? Any specific shows you want to shout out to? Yeah, we're um, we're touring the UK in October. We're doing lots of festivals over the summer, but uh, the big event for us, I think, is, is certainly the October tour. Um, you know, two weeks sort of around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Cool, cool. So finally, uh, where can people reach out to you guys? Where's the best uh, source of information um, that people can go to? to find um, well, publicserviceforecasting.net is the website, but, you know, we're on all the usual kind of digital paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, PSBHQ on Twitter and Public Service Broadcasting on Facebook. I'm sure you could find us with... With relatively little effort, hopefully. Um, yeah, we're out there. Cool. Well, Jay, thank you very much for your time. Um, that's all I have for now. Uh, good luck with the album. And uh, yeah, good luck with the tour as well. I hope to come actually, I'm actually moving back to England um, in a couple of weeks. So I'm hoping to catch you guys, I think, at the Guildford Festival. Um, oh, yeah. The one there. Because cool. uh, that's going to be the most local one to me. So um hope to ha- catch you guys there at that one. So like I said, great. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for time.